This is Chris. Welcome to episode 364 of X Lapsed, which probably should have been our first episode back. Um, you know how the first episode back, we kind of have to have that you know, settling in, sort of explain the situation, touch base, all that kind of stuff. Well, this issue would have really complemented that since, um, well, there ain't much to it. <laughs> it. It is a Wolverine issue. It's a current year Wolverine issue, which is to say I enjoyed it. But there really ain't much to say. It's kind of the blessing and curse uh, of the X-Men line. It's one there that I don't have to really think much about, which, yeah, it's not always a bad thing. And it's one that I enjoy, but it's just one that doesn't really doesn't really invite discussion or analysis. It's not uh, it's just not that kind of book. But um, it's basically a cartoon and. Um, I mean, there's definitely merit to that. I Like I said, I did enjoy it. It's just, uh, boy, I have like, that's like I feel like I'm ripping people off today. <laughs> it's because I just don't have much to say. Uh, how about we just uh, quit vamping and get right into it here. This is Wolverine Volume 7, Number 22, which had an August 2022 cover date. Stories called Bad Gamble, written by Benjamin Percy, with art by Adam Cubitt, or Kubert. Colors Frank Martin, letters VCs Corey Petit, designs Muller with Bowen, butthead of X is Deadpool, edits Baumgartner, Basso, White, Sabolski, cover price four bucks. This one went on sale June the 15th of 2022. So we pick up right where we left off. We open with Wolverine and Deadpool, still locked in that cage that we left them in like a year ago, or however long it's been since we've discussed this book. In there, Wade's being... No, he's being Wade. You know, he's kind of annoying. He compares the two of them to the odd couple. Well, various odd couples in pop culture history. And he does so until Wolverine gives him three through the chin in order to, you know, maybe shut him down for a minute here. It's The levels of violence here, very cartoony. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. And this kind of reminds me of Deadpool's, you know, partnership with Cable, where Deadpool was always kind of like... War-minded, you know, everything was a uh, everything was a big, huge war with Cable, and everything was super serious for a while there. But uh, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting here between our heroes. Now, outside the cage, our captors, uh, Maverick and Weasel, they're trying to figure out the contents of that briefcase, the Danger briefcase, and they wind up assembling like this weird little chibi hybrid robot thing. Now, it's got elements of Danger, and of course Danger, the character who, uh, before this arc, we have not seen in a little while, at least. And if you're not familiar with Danger, I'd probably say read a wiki, because um, she was introduced in the Joss Whedon run, and I can't uh, ever, in good conscience, uh, recommend people uh, 
subject themselves to that. Yeah, I know, unpopular opinion, but uh, that really wasn't my thing. Uh, anyway, in addition to having these danger elements to it, it's also... It looks like it's wearing Professor X's current year Cerebro helmet. And it also kind of resembles a Funko Pop. Now, the little robot blasts the bejesus out of Mav and Wheeze before taking a legger. Mav and Wheeze give chase, leaving our heroes all alone in the cage room. Wolverine decides that Wade might actually be somewhat useful here and proceeds to chop him in half so he can fit him between the bars. Now, he chucks him outside the cage to the control console and asks him to type in Weasel's alphanumeric code into the keypad to, uh, to free them. And that code is ABC123, by the way, in case you're ever around some Weasel tech and you need access. Uh, Wolverine claims to know this because he saw Weasel attempt to type it in just moments earlier, before the chase scene started. And, you know, we are, uh, like four minutes into this episode, and we're already over halfway through the issue. I tell you, sometimes I start these episodes saying, hey, this is going to be the shortest one ever, and then I proceed to drone on for, like, 45 minutes. I don't think we're going to get that out of this. I think this might actually be the shortest episode ever. We might come in under 10 minutes. Um, from here, we go to an info page, and it's a quote from Blind Al about Deadpool, and, um, well, she basically thinks he's an a-hole, but loves him anyway. Back to comics, and the chase is on. Really not much to it. Uh, but it does give Adam Kubert uh, ample room to lay down some really, really nice art here. It's it's really kind of breathtaking if you stop and look at it here. It's it's some really good work. Uh, now, we are in uh, Las Vegas, I think. Uh, Maverick and Weasel, they chase the Funko Danger. Wolverine chases them. They're running across stages. We got dancing girls. We got all sorts of glitz and glamour. It's it's really, really fun stuff. Uh, like, just, like I said, not much story to it. Uh, Deadpool, he's still kind of in two chunks, so he's not doing all that much here. He does eventually manage to literally pull himself together, and uh, just as he's getting his footing back, Wolverine speeds by in a convertible and actually, like, literally noinks Wade's upper torso from his bottom half. So he, he's got the top half of Deadpool in the car with him. And he throws Deadpool down onto the gas pedal to hold the pedal down, and has him drive directly into the wall of a fabulous fountain thus catapulting Logan forward so that he can catch up to the baby bot. And he does, and he snatches its Funko-shaped head. Just then, Blind Al pulls up in a car and uh, tells the fellas to get in. And this is a self-driving car, naturally. From here, we hop to an info page, and, well, since this entire issue has been nothing more than a chase scene, we kind of need somewhere to explain the plot, don't we? Well, that somewhere is going to be right here. Blind Al explains in this info page that Danger has been sort of kind of muscled or strong-armed by Dolores What's-Her-Face and the S- the S-Desk. No, the X-Desk. That's a hard that's a hard word to say. I forgot how hard <laughs> it was to say X-Desk. Anyway, Dolores and the X-Desk have strong-armed Danger into creating robot dupes of the X-Men. And of course, we did see a slew of those at the junkyard or wherever that was, an issue or a hundred ago. I don't know why. We don't know why this is happening, though, unfortunately, at least from what we have here, uh, the reason might have something to do with the Shi'ar. Because <sighs> the Shi'ar is such an interesting concept that it can't just be kept to, like, which book is that, the Marauders? Uh, we, we need more Shi'ar, really? And I know I have a lot of unpopular opinions, I just don't think that's one of them. I don't think the belief that the Shi'ar are a very, very boring concept is an unpopular one. Oh, I have been wrong before. 
Anyway, we get back to comics, and Blind Al takes our boys to her secret hideout base place. And she warns that the CIA will soon be on their tails again. But, after a little bit of study, we do get some good news. Blind Alfred is able to locate danger. And so, before we know it, our fellas are sent to... The Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Hey, long time no see. Let's hope the Sidri infestation's been cleared out, because I don't want to see those things again. But, my friends, that is where we leave it. Next time out, we'll be talking about X-Men Red number 3, which I'm guessing might be just a little bit more plot-heavy than this one was. I'm not really a betting man, but if I were, I would bet. But we will find out next time. For now, how about we... I was going to say, let's talk about this issue, but what is there really to say? Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Not much to it, right? I mean, it's very, very breezy. But it was fun. It was very, very fun. Um, I mean, it is, it's a Wolverine story, and that's... It's weird. I've been away from the show for several months, and I already find myself falling back into my old, you know, cliche criticisms. Criticisms? Critic criticisms. How do you, how do you portmanteau that? I, I don't know. But um, I feel like I'm falling back into those where it's like, you know, Wolverine. I could basically start the recording and say, I like it, but there's not much to it. And you'd get everything you need to know because, <laughs> like I said, there's not much to it. It certainly has charm, you know, and that's something I always appreciate. It feels like it has some of that nebulous heart, right? Um, and, you know, if Wolverine's going to be featured in a whole slew of books every month, having a light and breezy one isn't the worst thing in the world. It's just a fun romp that takes you back to uh, takes you back to a time where comics didn't take themselves quite as seriously as perhaps they do now. Not everything needs to be about shadowy governments and trickster titans, you know? Sometimes you just need a fun little chase scene. And... Hey, you know, I mean, if you're going to have a chase scene, it would probably be in your best interest to put it in this book and also to have uh, Adam Kubert draw it, because this was this was something else. The only thing that kind of concerns me about this book being quite this breezy, because we, we've done, I think this is part three of this uh, Deadpool-Wolverine team-up, and the first two issues, they were breezy, right? They were light. Not as light as this, which... You know, you remember when Marvel Comics were all six-issue arcs, you know, for the trade? And I would say, you know, part four of six was always, like, the issue you could skip. You didn't need that issue. It was always just, like, it was the connective tissue, you know? It was just the extra fluff, just, like, not even thinly disguised filler at best. And I worry that since, you know, Marvel's trades are now five issues instead of six, at least for the most part, you know, what I've seen in solicits anyway, we've shrunk, <laughs> it's like, we've taken an issue out of the trade, but we kept the price the same. So we're passing the savings on to you. I guess inflation is uh, even a problem in our fantastical Marvel universe. It makes stories happen faster. So I worry that rather than having the four of six problem, now may maybe we'll have the three of five problem, where... That midway point of our trade is just going to be really, really decompressed filler. Because, I mean, this issue here, as much as I enjoyed it, sure as hell did not need, you know, 18 to 20 pages to be told. This could have been done in, like, three. Maybe six pages, but that'd be pushing it. But it's probably not wise to dwell on stuff like that. We don't know what the future holds, so we'll uh, 
just put a pin in that and um, maybe we'll talk about it another time if uh, yeah, if we see it becoming even more of a pattern. Um, I guess one last thing about this issue. You know, Deadpool is a divisive character among comic fans, ex-fans, anybody but movie fans, I think, uh, where sometimes he's kind of a gratuitous guest star where he really feels shoehorned into a story. I'd say that the, that wasn't the case here. I think he served his purpose well as a, you know, as a silly comedy character and I mean he was a borderline cartoon character even and the the guest appearance didn't feel like we were trying to like zhuzh the story and he was just kind of here and and it worked. He had a few good quips. The book didn't dwell on them. Uh, it was just a kind of silly throwback and like I said it didn't take itself too seriously, but it didn't go so far the other direction to where it was kind of like you know, elbowing you in the rib saying, hey, aren't comics silly? Don't you feel silly for liking this stuff? It, it didn't quite cross into that territory. So a very inoffensive Deadpool guest appearance here. And especially if he is being brought into the, the X-Men books here, I'm pretty sure the latest Deadpool volume, which I, I think is up to like three issues at this, maybe two. I've, I've only got two of them. The third one might be out by now. The I think it's Alyssa Wong writing it. Um, that one is branded as a Destiny of X book, so that one will be covered when we get there in, you know, 2027 or whenever the hell I get there. Um, and also, it looks like, at least from the covers, that Deadpool will be a member of X-Force, at least for a little while. So, if this little story serves as his introduction, I'd say they're doing a pretty darn good job. But, that's all I got to say about this issue, and I think that's about all we got to say today. And boy, I I think I dragged that out further than I had any right to. This shouldn't have been longer than 10 minutes, and here we are at like 13, so I apologize for vamping. If anybody out there wants to help me extend the show by maybe writing in and having me read something you wrote, please feel free to do so. You could reach me all the same ways as usual. Uh, Chris is on InfiniteEarths.com, Ace Comics on Twitter, uh, Xlapse on Facebook, WeirdComicsHistory at gmail.com, ChrisAndReggie.Podbean.com, all those places that I... uh, Every now and again, get notifications for on my phone. So I invite you to write in. I would love to hear from you. Anyway, I'd like to thank you all so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me today. A very little bit today. And until next time, as always, I'll talk to you again real soon. See ya.